how, how was your day? We haven't talked much today. I know. Yeah. Day was pretty busy just catching up because yeah. we had the long weekend. So everybody wanted to get in the market and just do crazy shit that is ill-advised as always. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, things are going nuts right now. AMC, for some reason. I know that, hey, the theaters are back, baby. But huh. no, AMC is, is a meme stock that's right up there with, with GameStop. And huh. okay. people are going nuts over it. People are really trying to, to milk it for all it's worth. Um, you know, we still got Elon doing his crazy shit. So right now we're seeing something so odd in the market that it's not really – the narrative isn't really being driven by like any big happenstance on Wall Street. It's just some kids who have too much time on their hands and they're just trying to, you know, game the system. Okay. So it's kind of fun. Huh. It's unpredictable, you know. Yeah, that's kind of it, cool. It's, it's kind of fun to watch, but yeah, being a, being a part of it on the other side, being one of those, you know, dreaded, hateful, uh, you know, brokerage firms. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's, it's not great for the overall like morale of. <laughs> really? Of the workplace. Yeah, because yeah. people people see this as an unpredictable uh status. They don't they don't know how to make money off of it, basically. The the big guys. Yeah. So Yeah. I and, mean, I love that. Like yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. In the a, sense of like fuck this shit up. On <laughs> but, a personal level, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I love the yeah. I love the mayhem. I love to watch the show. It's yeah, just, you know, for the I, for the livelihood yeah. aspect of it, it's like I hope nobody gets scared. Like, oh no, what are we gonna do now? It's like it's it's okay. We go through <laughs> waves like this. Yeah. Ultimately, you know, there's going to be some type of come to Jesus moment where uh the the bigger companies figure out how to stop this gaming of the system, whether right. it be Hiring younger people onto their firms who speak this language or mm-hmm. finding a way to to bully Washington into making new uh, laws legislation. that legislation yeah. and everything. Yeah, that that prevents this sort of thing from happening. Just doing away with with, uh, you know, consumer is, trading apps like Robinhood in general. Right. This I can is see my that concern happening. with the current, quote unquote, shortage of minimum wage employees which is not a shortage it's just people are saying fuck the system for the first time right um my concern is that even though it's like i'm like oh shit we're kind of burning this thing to the the ground right now like they're fucking desperate for workers you know the optimist in me wants to go hey maybe this will lead to real change and the other part of me is like no they're just gonna fucking find a way to (laughs) screw people over differently yeah i am curious what's gonna happen like once all these um you know bitcoin dogecoin millionaires start really putting their money to good use when they start trying to uh swing things in 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 their benefit what's that gonna look like yeah you know, I know we, we see a lot of stories about, oh, you know, these kids are going and they're buying Teslas, you know, as a joke. And they're going and they're supporting children's hospitals by buying all kind of GameStop merchandise for them. Like, that's great. But, you know, they're sitting on this pile of cash now and they understand that, you know, cash makes the world go around. What are they going to do to try to affect change in a, in a yeah. positive or negative way? And that's where yeah. where I'm interested right now. Yeah. I agree. And then you get in the situation of, unfortunately, money makes more money. And it's just that's why they hold on to money for so long. 
And that's why it's it's crazy when you hear about people like Trump that had money and he lost all of it. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Like <laughs> to lose that much money, yeah. you truly unless you were like Bernie Madoff, like for real scammed to lose all of your money. You really do have to be a fucking moron it really because is money a does shit. make money. You can live off of interest if you get a certain amount of money in your bank account. That alone. Yeah, like, but living off of it isn't enough. You got to have golden toilets and you got to have your name on all these different brands. You know. Yeah. It, it's, if I ever if I ever made that kind of money, mm-hmm. I would just. I mean, I didn't. I'd get nice things every once in a while, but I just live off the interest, man. The best type of millionaire, yeah, are the ones that you haven't heard of. You know, you have the, no clue. There's plenty of them. Too. There's plenty of them. You know, people yeah. who win the lottery and just yeah. fuck off. They just go and drop off the face of the earth and say, "Look, I have been working towards this my whole life. I have enough yep. to last me and maybe my kids. You know, a couple generations. We're gonna go ahead and just enjoy life now, and that's it. That's that." Yeah, I I would be that way. No one would know <laughs> if I if I made that kind of money. Right. And I'd be like, I want my kids to be okay. Beyond that, whatever. Like yeah. I'd basically like my kids can have this and they can hopefully I'll raise them to be good enough people to look after their own kids and whatever that means. And that's it. Like so I want to be good for the rest of my life. I want my kids to be good. Right. End of list. Like I can't control it beyond that. I'm old fashioned in a lot of ways, but in particular in this in this context, I am a strong believer of keeping that sort of thing private. You know, I don't yeah, want to brag know. about it on the Internet. I don't want to hold stacks of money up to my head like, yeah, you know, look how I'm balling. No, I, don't... I only want to do that if I'm really poor, which I am. So I guess I should technically try doing you're that. behind be schedule, really to like... be honest. You need to get on that, man. That's that's your TikTok yeah, yeah. content right there is just holding stacks yeah. of cash next to your head and yeah. then instantly having to put that it's cash like back monopoly in the money behind a twenty dollar <laughs> bill. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just fold that 20 over and over and over. And then yep. put a rubber band around it. Nobody will know. Nope. It's fine. No, they don't. No. no. Don't worry about it. Why you know? Don't even look don't over worry. there. No, no, don't worry about it. Nah, nah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, man. So you got some stuff coming up. You got the uh, the Dawson's yes. Creek retrospective coming up. Uh, by the time this comes out, it should be out. Cool. Uh, I will be promoting it on all of our social media. Um, and I'm going to I have like a link tree style website on my Instagram and Twitter at the Lex Lutz. Um, so I'm going to integrate the link into that. Dope. Um, we're, we're we're going to be putting it out as a podcast. It is a podcast. We also did like video for it. So I don't know what will be released first and how exactly we're going to go about that. I have a feeling the video is just going to be a Patreon exclusive mm-hmm. for uh, within the, uh, the Ravens, like their network. Um, but yeah, it's called Cape side chats. It was so much fun. Simon has never seen Dawson's Creek. I have seen it. God, probably 10 times at least. Cause it's one of my comfort shows. Especially got me through a lot of rough years of anxiety as a kid and stuff like that. And I discovered it when I was like 12 or so. Um, and it was a great conversation. We covered all of season one. And uh, we're just going to cut. It's a mini series, So we're just going to cover an entire season per episode. So it's going to be six episodes total. 
That's really cool. I think as of when you are listening, it's out now. If not, it will be out very, very soon because we just recorded it. So he's editing that now. That's really great. I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on this week. Um, that sounds like a lot of fun. God, I didn't look up Benefer updates. Oh, Uh-oh. shit. <laughs> well, before you get to that, I got something, too. I got... um. No, it's okay. I got to Google it. I forgot to. <laughs> Uncanny Magazine. We put out a new episode of that uh, that podcast. So for those of you who are subscribed, you're already hearing me uh, read a poem once again for Uncanny Magazine. Those are a lot of fun to do. Like, you know, like, like I said before, it just it really puts me out of my comfort zone doing that sort of thing. So it's a nice exercise and able to uh, just just to, to, to grow my skills a little bit, you know, get out of there and do yeah. something fun, do something different. So I love that. I love that you're doing those like different things. Yeah, this it's one fun too. It's a change up, you know, like it, it was really fun to talk about something completely. So se- not that I don't love this every week. I obviously you know, we have so much fun on this podcast and the discussions that we have, but it's a nice change of pace to do something a little different and, you know, flex your uh, your useless knowledge skills, at least in my case, when I'm doing <laughs> <laughs> a podcast about teen dramas. Well, you know, it's like I tell Dee a lot of the time, like, you know, it's great when you're uh, coupled with somebody, when you're when you're doing something with somebody that you have a rhythm down and that person mm-hmm. you want to talk to, you want to spend time with, that's cool. But sometimes, sometimes you need that like other project or something that you're working on so you can come back with some excitement and be like, yes, this is something I'm working on. This is brand new. Check this out. And I mean, honestly, doing projects like that, you know, for me as well, it really helps me to grow my skill set because Same. Yeah. I know what I like. I know how I operate. But I mm-hmm. also understand that there's always a better way. Not necessarily yeah. like, oh, my way is terrible. Just, you know, there's always new things that are happening uh, in the world of like just production and everything yeah. behind the scenes. I know a lot of people that do uh, voice acting work and podcasting still use Audacity and we do as well. But there's other stuff out there. I saw some type of program mm-hmm. today and I'm kicking myself for not remembering the name of it. But it's so cool. Like basically you're you're editing your video the same way that you would edit a Word document. So interesting. You, yeah, basically you do your video, your your TikTok or whatever, and it spits out a video for you, but it also gives you this spreadsheet. Not spreadsheet, it gives you a Word document. So as you go through that and you look at that transcription and you take out sentences and stuff like that, it will take out the corresponding video with that piece. And I think that is just, yeah. if it works, it sounds like the coolest thing ever. And it must cost money. It can't be free. I was going to say, I hope <laughs> that there's a trial at least to yeah. play around with. I want to play around <laughs> with it. I'm going to find out the name of it and come back uh, next week because, yeah, I, I want to do some research. But I just heard about this before the show. I'm like, this sounds like future technology. I can't wait to play around with that a little bit. But the way I found out about it was through one of the uh, the voiceover uh Facebook groups that I'm part of. Somebody that I I work with um, mentioned it and said that they were thinking about using it. So I'm like, okay, I'll check that out. And it sounds really cool. Hmm. That does sound cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I 
it's weird because you'd think I'd be really interested in the technical stuff because I did film editing for so I've done so much film editing and stuff like that. Mm. But at the end of the day, I find I'm less interested in the technical. I mean, I'm interested in like technical in the sense of like cinematography and stuff like that when it comes to film. But like, I'm not a tech person. I'm very much a like story and, you know, structure, flow, all of these different things. So like this conversation is more interesting to me than like the getting in there and doing that. But I have plenty of friends like you that are like, that's really cool and interesting. And they get into it. I'm like, I get it. I do get it. I don't know why. I'm just as maybe it's like a like a a Lego thing. I like Legos. <laughs> yeah. I do. I Legos are cool, mm-hmm. but I don't. I don't like crave doing a Lego set. See, and no, like you do. The reason why I laughed is because that was the example, and I was about to go to as well. I love knowing how things are put together. Like that's right. been something since I was a little little kid that has always been like. I've been one of those kids who asks, you know, like tons of questions all the time. Oh, same. Yeah, you yeah. Know. I was the same way. For to sure. the point, my grandmother got and me I, this I, book. And I am interested in it. Yeah. But I don't know. I like building furniture. We've talked about this before. I yeah. like IKEA furniture and stuff like that. I don't know why. It's just cool. There was a <laughs> book. Able to- there was a book that I was thinking of. Um, you may have had it too. I know a lot of people had this growing up when I talk about it. It, it was uh, by David McCauley called The Way Things Work. And the original version came out in 1998. Was that, or 1988. Was that uh, like a picture book? Yeah. And it had a, it had a woolly mammoth that led you through like the way yeah. certain things work, like holograms and corkscrews and rocket ships and all, just all kind of different got, stuff. Like, adult version of that and it's sitting on my shelf and i haven't dug into it yet but really? it's talking about how everyday things work that's cool i'm i it's actually i think it's something you'd like i'm gonna try to remember to get that for you for your birthday because, oh. <laughs> because it sounds like a thing that you would dig you know something else that i like is the acceptance that people have seen to have grown with or grown adjacent to anyway uh which is the 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 desire to learn you know, there used to be this stigma when it came to, yeah. like, adult education classes. Like, it's always in this dingy, like, YMCA or or, or rec oh, center. Yeah. The biggest pessimist in Hollywood, arguably, Dan Harmon, made a whole TV show about it. <laughs> well, like, mocking yes. college. Exactly. Like, that's That was his whole, whole bit. And when I was in school... We mocked community college was a thing that you did that was looked down on. Even right. the teachers were looking down on it, mm-hmm. you know. But and there's like, always been this okay. like, yeah, and it's so it's, there's always been like this negative stigma towards like not only community college, but vocational school and just like adult learning classes. But yeah, something has happened. And I, I think it, it has to do like. It's going to sound weird. It with the rise of YouTube as well over the years, just people with a desire to learn and people with a desire to teach those skills like that channel with that guy who's like, you know, um, something about like ask questions of your dad or something like that, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ryan was telling me about that guy. I, I don't think I'd ever heard of him. I guess he like had to tune out because the guy got really crazy and right wing or something oh, like that. Oh, did he? Oh. I, 
If it's the one I'm thinking of, yes. Well, hopefully um, this is a different dad because this guy I saw like on on the morning news a couple of weeks ago, and it was just you know, ideally beside the right wing stuff. <laughs> let's hope it's not him. Knock on wood. Um, you know, he just basically goes, yeah, these are things that I wish I knew growing up. These are things that if I had a kid, I would teach them. So I decided to record myself doing it, like how to change your oil and how to tie a tie and stuff like that. Yeah. Like that's dope because a lot of kids don't have that person in their life who can show that to them. And instead of like seeking it out on the internet or, or well, no, seeking it out extensively on the internet and just seeing like pictures of it, they have someone showing them. In yeah, a, in a calm fashion, and not just you should know how to do this already, and and that that means a lot to people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of an example of that. Oh, um, when I was like learning how to pump gas in my car, mm. I got like really nervous about it, and I watched YouTube videos. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Cause like. When I first, first started to drive, my dad would help me a lot. Like, we would, you know, I would be driving all the time. So it would be like, oh, I guess I'm running low on gas. Run to the store or whatever. And he would put gas in my car. So that happened, you know, quite a bit. And then I'm like 16, 17. I'm like, okay, I've been driving for a while now. I need to get the gas in my car myself. And it sounds so stupid. And maybe people are listening going, what the fuck? But like. (laughs) You need those videos, too, because in certain areas like New Jersey, for example, you do not pump your own gas Mm. like someone pumps the gas for you. That's law there. Yeah. See, I wouldn't know that unless I hear it, you know, come up in conversation like I've never seen any type of official documentation that says that I've only heard it from certain people. Yes, I had this book. Sorry, you said just you just sent me that book. Yes. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, like I would think that if it wasn't you, if it was just something I overheard in conversation with someone who I didn't trust as much, I would think like, no, that must be wrong. That can't be right in 2021. There's no way. But yeah, that's the way it works. Oh, oh, the pumping gas thing. Yeah. 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 And like I, you know, there is, there are certain things, you know, there are people that they go to college and they have to learn how to do laundry because like their parents always did their laundry or whatever. Right. right. Like, fuck it. Go on YouTube. Who cares? I don't like when we shame people for stuff like this. Neither do I. I will shame someone if they go, hey, I don't know how to pump my gas, pump my gas for me. Or I don't know how to do laundry. I want you to do the laundry for me. That's when you can shame them because they won't fucking learn themselves. <laughs> don't shame someone for trying to figure it out. That's really cool. Like them trying to figure it out is really cool. Right. What's not cool is being like, I'm never going to learn this. I don't give a shit. You do it for me. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it, it exhibits a level of maturity, too. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I know that there used to be a time when I would be annoyed uh, by people who weren't native English speakers, um, you know, because it's like, oh yeah, in yeah. your mind, you know, just in, in my mind, in my simple mind at the time, it's just like, oh, you know, we all speak this language here. You should speak it as well. That's completely unfair because this is a whole additional dictionary that someone yeah. is learning in order to attempt to communicate with you. 
to deem you significant enough to say, well, I know you don't speak the language I grew up with, so let me attempt to speak to you in a language that you grew up with. If anything, that shows respect and that shows yeah. real effort and that should be celebrated and yeah, patience I, should be had. Yeah. Agreed. And whenever someone tells me, like, I was really frustrated because they couldn't speak English and, like, they didn't understand what we're saying, like, and then they get start get kind of mad about it. I'm like, they were just as frustrated as you were. Yeah. They were. Yeah. They're frustrated by not being able to communicate this with you and fully understand you. Mm-hmm. So look at it from that perspective of like, hey, they're frustrated, too. They're trying. They are. Exactly. Even if it doesn't look the same as your version of trying in your head, which I guess would be perfection. <laughs> like <laughs> they're trying. Yeah. So, I mean, fuck, put yourself in that situation. It's it's frustrating and it takes a really long time to learn a language. So have a little grace. My, Jesus. um, you know, my day job. I, uh, yeah. I, I, I have circumstances where we speak to people overseas who are primarily yeah. based out of Mumbai. And okay. a lot yeah. of times I'll have to transfer that call to another person. But, you know, when the fast moving arena or whatever that we're in, you know, people are impatient. People want answers right now. They don't have time for that. So what I've actually instituted now, it's not you know, making fun of somebody, but I will tell someone, I'll give them a heads up. I'll say, look, I'm I'm about to transfer a call to you. This is not a native English speaker, you know, and they understand when I say that, that means that give yourself a beat. You're going to have to be patient. So you both understand what you're getting out of this conversation. Not just like, Oh, here we go. You know, it's, it's, it's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. I have less patience for um, the automated bullshit that they have everything on now than I do for someone who is like an outsourced, possibly, uh, you know, person on customer service or whatever. Yeah. Because I'm like, at least I'm talking to a person. It's frustrating when I'm talking to a person. The fact the I mean, we, you and I talked about this. We went after Verizon on Twitter mm-hmm. a while back for this. But, you know, Verizon will charge you to speak to a person ridiculous they <laughs> i like i had a billing issue and i was really really struggling financially at the time mm-hmm. was going through a lot of bullshit and i needed to talk to a person to figure it out and they wanted to charge me to talk to a human being to yes. try to solve my horrible financial situation during COVID. Like this was during COVID, you know, I had financial issues because of COVID. Right. So, you know, the, the fact that they did that given the circumstances was absolute bullshit. And they, they didn't do anything about like, like nothing there, nothing came of it. It's Mm. just a shitty company that continues to do that. And I'm, I am still on their service, unfortunately, but Yeah, I just had to deal with it. I tried to like go after them on Twitter and basically be like, fuck you for doing this. And they're like, well, this is our policy. Well, that sucks, too, because they know that when you're in a situation that you need to speak to a human being. Yeah, it's a complicated situation. It's not just like, oh, yeah, you know, I I'm having trouble like unlocking my phone or something. It's nothing that simple ever. It's always a billing related question. So they know that they have you. Because you can't afford to, like, transfer service at that moment as much as you want to, out of frustration at least, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I had to pay the, like – it was, like, 
somewhere between I don't want to go crazy, but like it was somewhere between like fifteen and twenty five dollars, I think, or something like that, to talk to a fucking person, like, like absolute insanity, it, a terrible policy. Which, by the way, I found out from googling they've had this policy for several several years now. Wow. Apparently, yeah, yeah, it's not new. It's not like a new thing. Someone was talking about how fucked up it was, and I think it was like twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it just and you don't know it's that policy because nine times out of ten, you can solve it without. Like you said, it's it's not a normal thing. But then you get in that situation that one time where it's a complicated situation where you actually need to talk to them. And all of a sudden you find out, oh, I have to pay to get help from your company. That is insane. You know, it truly like, is. It's not a, a cert like like I'm already paying for the service. I'm already paying for the service. Yeah. I mean, like, it's it's as bad as like it's it's a, almost a, as big a scam as the overdraft fees. Like I don't have enough money to take out of the bank right now. So you're going to charge me. <laughs> I don't understand that. Yeah. I mean, uh, God, you know, it's all a scam. And I really don't like when people are like, I'm a communist or whatever. I saw someone say that earlier. And I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. You don't really know what communism is. You don't want to be a communist. But like, you know, when you're talking about the actually knowledgeable, more socialist ideas, more democratic socialist ideas, as that that phrase has become big in the zeitgeist, like, you know, you realize how fucked up capitalism is, at least the unfettered capitalism that we have, where it's like, you know, there's no regulations on it, really. It's messed up. I, I'm just, but like, I just, I don't understand this. I don't like an overdraft fee doesn't make sense to me, but then you go, well, that's capitalism. Like that's how they, they're going to make money. Yeah. How, like, how is this allowed? Yeah. <laughs> wild. That's I'm a, not saying like give me an answer. We can't. Like no. we're just in it. It's just weird. It it really is. And it's always it's always preying on on those uh who don't have means at least at the moment. Yeah. It just it blows my mind just how much the less fortunate end up footing the bill just for being less fortunate. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that's a whole that's a whole different topic. I wanted to ask your opinion it about is something. Expensive to be poor. Right. That, it is. You hit very, the nail on the head. Very, very fucking expensive to be poor. You hit the nail 100 percent on the head. People who have never truly had that situation where you're like, I don't have a fucking dime to my name, do not understand how difficult it is to get in the situation of pulling yourself out of that. Yeah. If you can. Right. I mean, if you've ever Which, taken. By the way, <laughs> I I got fucking help. Like I did, yeah. I had the privilege of getting help from family and stuff. Yeah. So that like most people don't have that. Like <laughs> that is a fucking privilege and it's fucked up and it should not be allowed to exist the way that it does. I mean, it eats you up inside. I know, you know, yeah. and it, it takes a lot to get to that point where you're ready to ask for help too. I understand that, but it, you yeah. know, I, I've, I've got, I definitely have a, perf- a personal like uh, experience with this. I at at one point, I ended up yeah, having I to take out a payday loan like years ago. Yeah. I was in a situation where you know I I was living on my own for the first time in a long time, yeah. 
and I was going through a rough patch and I needed some help. So I took out a payday loan and I looked at the interest rates and the, the penalties for not paying it back on time. And I panicked. I'm like, I paid it back immediately. And again, even that, even that right there is privilege because I, I had, other options to consider to swallow my pride and do something else rather than yeah. just try to like tough it out and be a man and shit like that and do this payday loan where I, I made the decision to go, all right, I'm going to give this back because this scares me and I'm going to go talk to somebody else now. See, yeah, some people don't yeah. have that, that, you know, they don't have that privilege. A hundred percent. Agreed for sure. But yeah, I wanted to ask you, uh, yeah. if you had been reading or hearing about the Naomi Osaka situation going on, I briefly heard about it, but I don't know much. I know she pulled out of the, the French competition. Yeah. yeah. So this all started because, uh, Naomi Osaka, uh, wanted to, um, skip the press conferences that were taking place in conjunction with the uh, the French Open, which is a huge tennis tour- tournament for those right. who don't yeah. keep up with that. So, you know, there have been a lot of statements about this. Oh, I should also mention, ultimately, she ended up dropping out of the competition. Yes. Uh, she was fined for skipping a press conference and reprimanded quite publicly for doing so. Um and what was her reason for not wanting to do press? She that, made a whole was. statement about it. Like she, she tweeted out a long statement about it um, that was thoughtful, but it boils down to, um, you know, she just mentally didn't feel prepared to do that sort of thing. Okay. You know? Yeah. That's, that's enough. I, I just was curious as to what her reasoning was. So yeah. Like it's a mental health strain. She yeah. didn't want to do it. Okay. Yeah. And it's completely understand. I mean, from a from a basic, you know, hundred percent. If if human... you and I had to do press tomorrow, and you said I mentally cannot do this, I'd be like, all right, homie, I got it. Exactly. Stay home. Like I I don't need to know more. If you want to tell me more, you can. You don't have to. You don't really. You really don't need to. You know. So I get that. Like I get that she's she's in that way. She's like, hey, this isn't healthy for me mentally right now. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? That's the type of work environment that we have fostered here at Lex and Matt where, yeah. you know, we well, can not for the, not for the interns, <laughs> not for them, but for us. Yeah. There's tons of grace. Yeah. Tons. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it's odd when you think about the sponsors, uh, that these, these, uh, competitors have that they're required to give press conferences. They're, they're required to do these sort of events contractually obligated to do so. And it's just become so commonplace that we don't even really give it a second thought. You know, the, the post game interviews, the locker room interviews, the, uh, you know, court side, all that stuff. It's just so incredibly intrusive. Yeah. And you can't deny that. So understandably this, this young woman, I believe she's 17. I could be. Whoa. I did not know she was that young. No, okay. I think I'm off, and I want to get this right. But she yeah, is yeah. she is a she is a young woman. I mean, yeah, I assumed she was young. Yeah, and okay, no, she's she's 23. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> it's, 
That is a big difference. That's a big She's difference. She's still very young and yeah. still, you know, but but she is an adult, you know. <laughs> right. There's a there's a 17 year old in another story we're going to discuss tonight. But oh no. Um, so here's the statement she put out. She goes, "Hey everyone, this isn't a situation I ever imagined or intended when I posted a few days ago. I think now the best thing for the tournament, the other players, and my well being is that I withdraw so that everyone can get back to focusing on the tennis going on in Paris." I never wanted to be a distraction, and I accept that my timing was not ideal. My message could have been clearer. More importantly, I would never trivialize mental health or use the term lightly. The truth is that I have suffered long bouts of depression since the U.S. Open in 2018, and I have had a really hard time coping with that. Anyone that knows me knows I'm introverted, and anyone that has seen me at the tournaments will notice that I'm often wearing headphones, as that helps dull my social anxiety. Though the tennis press has always I'm been the same way. Yeah, I, I, I love I, I, I'm big on wearing headphones. That helps me a lot yeah. when I'm anxious. And you see a lot of athletes doing that, too. I know Michael Phelps yeah. did that before, you know, mm-hmm. his, his uh, swimming at the Olympics. Uh, but it goes on to say, though, the tennis press has always been kind to me. And I want to apologize, especially to all the cool journalists who I may have hurt. I am not a natural public speaker and get huge waves of anxiety before I speak to the world's media. Mm-hmm. I get really nervous and find it stressful to always try to engage and give you the best answers I can. So here in Paris, I was already feeling vulnerable and anxious, so I thought it was better to exercise exercise self-care and skip the press conferences. I announced it preemptively because I do feel like the rules are quite outdated in parts, and I wanted to highlight that. I wrote privately to the tournament apologizing and saying that I would be more than happy to speak with them after the tournament as the slams are intense. I'm going to take some time away from the court now, but when the time is right, I really want to work with a tour to discuss ways we can make things better for the players, press and fans. It was a very mature statement. I'm sure she had her team work with her to write that and and try to prevent anybody from misreading her intentions. I really, really want, and she's in the position where financially, whatever, she needs a coach for that. Yeah. She really does need a PR coach because there are people that can specifically work with you to help you navigate answering questions and dealing with the press in that way. Right. You know, it is, unfortunately, it is a part of her job. Now, I, I'm all for refining that making modifications to that, like, you know, improving that environment for athletes for sure. Mm-hmm. But like, you are going to have to do press. That is a reality of the situation, I think. And it seems like she willingly admitted that, like she didn't yes. try to shy away from that aspect at all. She, she called herself out saying, look, I know this is the way it's done, but yeah. you know, for my own safe, you know, for my own health and, and I feel like it's outdated, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it, it's just, man, yeah, looking at it under that, under that, uh, that microscope of what she goes through, like yeah. they showed some old interviews with her doing these conferences after the games and everything. And she's always pulling her hat down and kind of shy and just kind of yeah, just doing what she can to get through it. And you can see that you can totally see that. But these reporters, they have to get their sound bite. They're doing their job. Yeah. And now she just wants to play tennis, you know, she just wants to do the thing that she loves exactly. and her job, you know, you know, I get that. 
so I'm I'm a, I, I there are two things I want to point out and then we can we can go on. But um, the first thing, the first thought that comes to my mind is that the most terrible thing about all of this right now in this moment is mm-hmm. that she has exposed this vulnerability to us. She's done it personally through her social media. She's made it she's made it clear and plain what she means. But now all these journalists, all these reporters, sports reporters and otherwise, people with hot takes are going to pick it apart and try to make it something yeah. that it's not. So now you have the people who you've offended driving the narrative and trying to make you look like a villain or look like a diva. And that, again, is bullshit. Also, why are you offended by that? Like, I I hear that. You know, yeah. you could say we are kind of press at times with the way that we cover stories and everything like that. I'm not offended by what she said. Exactly. I mean, we've been covering I, I, the this. The only thing I would say would be, okay, hon, well, you know, we need to navigate this, you know, as journalists, we would, you know, if we were asking her questions right now, we would need to be aware of, you know, doing that with integrity and respecting her as a human being. Mm -hmm. And she would need to be in a situation of like, okay, she needs to have some training to help her through it because it's clearly an anxiety issue. And, um, you know, there's a way for her to do that in a healthy manner, I think. Yeah, Probably. I think so too. I think you're right. But yeah, it, it's it's a matter of you know, without the without the contractual obligations that we discuss, it's a matter of being famous or being a personality, you know? When you look at sports personalities, there are people who play a sport expertly, but are just boring people. Yeah. And those are the ones that get passed over for the deals and everything like that. And it's it's not a bad thing. It's just, you know, we know Grant Hill drinks Sprite. That's all we know about him. I don't know about any controversy with Grant Hill because all I know is that man got a Sprite ad back in the 90s yeah. at some point and they played it to hell and that was the last I ever heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> I know? I I don't I don't know about you, but like we do these things in, you know, uh somewhat of a of a platform spotlight sort of thing. Yeah. I have zero desire to be famous. I want to make in an ideal situation I could make money off of our various art forms. Like enough to sustain itself. Enough for it to be a full time job. Yeah. That would be my perfect situation. No celebrity involved with it. Like I don't want to be known. <laughs> like <laughs> Um, I get, I think that probably the highest quote unquote celebrity I could handle would be maybe what like the, my favorite murder, um, podcasters have where it's like, oh, they get recognized every once in a while. Mm-hmm. That's it. And like, they'll <laughs> take a picture with someone or something like that. Oh, well, quick side note. My favorite yeah. thing about my favorite murder on a, on a recent episode, they mentioned mm-hmm. that, uh, Florence of Florence and the Machine was at one of their mm-hmm. live shows, and that was all yes. people were tweeting about. That was it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, they're that. not even the most popular people at their live show. So that was kind of I fucking cool. I want that. Yes. I want that. I want it to be like someone famous came to our show, and that's the story. <laughs> 100%. Well, I, I, I credit this to my buddy and uh, the host and creator of Party Chat, Aaron Amendola. Uh-huh. Um, 
just based on his example and conversations that I've had with him in the past, like, I don't care about being famous either. I just want to make a living and do it by hanging out with my friends. And, you know, he makes it look easy, but I know he puts so much work into what he does, Hmm. you know, and it it does. You can tell I don't know him as well as you do, but like you can tell just listening to his content that he puts that much work into it. Because it sounds it sounds so polished. But (laughs) the great thing about working with Aaron is that like he makes sure everybody's having a good time. He makes sure that everybody Mm -hmm. is in a good place mentally. And he checks in, you know, he checks in frequently and it doesn't seem like he's just doing it to like get content out of people. He does it because it's like he likes having conversations. He likes hanging out and he feels like other people would enjoy that as well. So he brings them along for the ride. And that's to me, that is the ideal example of what this type of profession should uh, should pertain, should include, I should say. Uh, yeah, and what like you're Kermit describing, <laughs> what you describe, what you're describing is like very much the experiences that I've had with, you know, our other podcasting friends. Yeah, like that welcoming care. You know, um, our friends at Scary Best, uh, our friends at Ravens. You know, like they're these, and then you mentioned Party Chat. Like we have crossed over with them in various ways on our own together, whatever. And it's been those type of experiences, really fun and welcoming and caring. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's great. So, I mean, that's back to the back to the other story, though. Um, you know, I just I hope she does take the time that she needs. I'm disappointed in the fact that it's going to prevent her from doing what she loves, playing tennis competitively. Yeah. Um, Maybe the physical break would be good for her, too, though. Yeah. She might be more drained. I I am of the belief that we are way – even the people who are doing well right now, quote-unquote well, mm-hmm. we are way more drained than we realize from this pandemic still. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, and that's – you know, I was watching ESPN the other morning, and, you know, they were talking about, I guess, someone threw a drink at a guy at a basketball game, I think. And then they just showed a reel of like someone got spit on, someone had thrown. Apparently mm. this keeps happening at sporting events now as people are coming out and doing this stuff. Yeah. People are fucking losing their minds. And I'm like, yeah, we have a lot of collective and individual trauma right now. I've been that thinking is about not that. Being dealt with. Like yeah. and and I and I'm not even saying, like, how do you deal with it other than we just have to get through it? Yeah, you know, absolutely. I've been thinking a lot about that, too, recently, and I'm sure everybody else has. But I saw a story on the news this morning. There was a guy who who ran on to the court during an NBA game. Yeah. And as he was getting arrested, like he just seemed like he was just proud of himself. And, you know, I, I'm yeah. that type of hubris, man, you know, <laughs> there used to be a time where somebody would be at least embarrassed if they got caught doing some bullshit. But this dude was like, well, you know, this is what I do. Like, really? This is what you want to be known for as this guy? Unfortunately, I think we're going to have this kind of craziness for at least another year as we decompress. That's assuming that things continue to improve. There like, are a lot of nutty people yeah. with pent up nutty energy. 
Yeah. That they need to expel. And that's why, personally, I'm not going to be going to big events or anything like that for the foreseeable, you know, uh, music festivals, yeah. wrestling shows, plays, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Like I'm anything. going in the opposite direction. I'm going to all of the places. <laughs> I'm going to topless. Um, I'm going to be probably taking like LSD and stuff like that. All right. Making out with everyone. <laughs> Do that. Okay. Uh, Cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I actually did not take LSD. It scares me. I also trip way too much just from smoking. I can't imagine taking LSD. I smoke a little bit too much, and I'm like, whoop, we're in it. Yep. We're in it tonight. Yep. That's it. Yep. Going through the emotions. It's never as bad as the edible was, mm. but it's, it is, uh, it can be a lot. So, yeah. I I understand. I totally understand where you're coming from. I was gonna say you you understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you mm-hmm. get it. You get yeah, it. I, I get yeah. it. I get. It. <laughs> oh yeah. man, I just I went out um this weekend and I I saw family for the first time in a long time and that was it was a great moment. It felt good, you know, to yeah. to see people. Everybody, of course, vaccinated. Everybody maintaining you know any necessary social distancing we were outside on on their uh on their patio and yeah. uh you know it's just one of those things where it felt good but the way you imagine it with all like oh we're getting back together we're hugging and we're jumping up and down for joy and everything's fine and perfect it still felt exhausting it's like yeah i haven't had this level of 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 socialization in so long that for introverts like me, it just yeah. really, it felt like I got punched. <laughs> you know, it just felt like I was just like exhausted after that. Like, man, there's yeah. just so much energy that this, this consumes and I'm not in fighting shape anymore. You know, I got to get my, my, my weight level back up there. I got to, <laughs> got to start yeah, getting that speed sure. bag, start having short conversations with random people or something. But yeah, it just, yeah. it felt, it was rough. It's good. I'm with but you. It was rough. I'm with you for sure. And I I do go out a little bit more than you do. I think. I think mm-hmm. you get like a lot of. Don't you get like a lot of stuff delivered to you and yeah. everything? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't do that. I go to I go to a lot of like I go to the grocery store. I go like I I, I have been doing that for some time. Yeah. I think that's helped a little bit, um, both mentally and with the social stuff. But like, it's still a struggle for me too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm traveling. As of now, I'm going to be traveling for almost a week flying. Um, I'm going to go see family. One family, everyone's vaccinated. All the adults are vaccinated. But one of the kid, one of my nieces might be sick. So we're kind of keeping an eye on that. Yeah. Um, doesn't seem to be anything severe. And the doctors aren't worried. But hopefully yeah. that just kind of, the fever kind of subsides and everything like that. But yeah, as of now. <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to be traveling later this week and that's weird. It was a last minute decision. The the flights were good. And so I'm like, okay, well I'm, I'm vaccinated. And, yeah. But I, I, I'm, I know I'm going to have problems. I'm going to, I like, I'm going to have to take my, you know, my anxiety medicine with me and stuff like that. You know, I'm going to, going to be battling that, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I want to see the people that I love and, 
it's just one of those things that we're going to have to deal with. Yeah. Um, thankfully, you know, and, and thankfully, like, I'm very open about my anxiety. I'm very open about these things. And the people that, you know, are in my life and care about me, even friends who don't know me as well, like, I, 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 can't, I have no trouble saying, hey, I'm very anxious right now. Like, I, I will just straight up tell someone. Um, and if they don't, <laughs> if they don't respect it in that moment, I'm like, you're not one of my people. Bye. Like it, it, it really does help weed people out, yeah. honestly. Yeah, it does. To be open about those things. Like, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be a thing. With like, everything uh, going on, with everything that we've been through this past year as a, yeah. as a collective human race. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's no reason to spend time, uh, being uncomfortable like that. I'm not yeah. saying like, oh yeah, go ahead and just blow off your commitments. I'm saying that be honest about the uh, capacity that you have to fulfill these commitments. If you don't feel like you can do it, don't be bullied. And I said this, I said this to my friends. Uh, I had a, I had a zoom call earlier this week. I said it to them too, man. Look, there's no reason to just be bullied into this type of bullshit anymore. You know, we've, we've, <laughs> been without some very important people in our lives for quite some time you know if you've been yeah. quarantining and everything like that um but hopefully people have learned to take care of themselves a little better in the interim as well just checking in with yourself making sure that you have the appropriate time to be you as well as be on you know yeah i would argue that i've gotten worse <laughs> <laughs> I'm checking in with myself too much. I'm in my head too much right now. Yeah. I'm doing the oof world too much. Oof world. Like, yeah, yeah, I am. And that's one of the reasons why I, I literally went, opened my computer and I was like, fuck it. I'm booking a flight and getting out because I need to not, not be in the same place mm -hmm. right now and to, to truly get away. Like, cause I just can't. Um, I'm, I'm in, I'm in it. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I just need that change. And I'm like, you know, that, that part of me is like, okay, well I got vaccinated for a reason. Yeah. Like yeah. not just to protect others, to protect myself, but also to just be able to live my life again. You mm -hmm. know, at a certain point you're going to have to start doing that. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just, I, I, I would hope that people are a little bit more compassionate with folks, I like, hope so. you know, for, for a long time. You know, you've you expressed openly about being a hypochondriac and everything like that and, yeah. you know, everything that goes along with it. And I think now more than ever, people can relate and really just be empathetic, empathetic with that um, understanding like, hey, this may make someone uncomfortable or, oh, this oh. person seems to be reading is a little bit more uncomfortable. Let me be more compassionate towards this What's person. What's funny is, is uh, that my brother texted me this morning about my niece saying she wasn't feeling well. She is running a fever, all this. Yeah. And he texted me that and he's like, I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. I want to give you this knowledge, everything like that. And it was not immediately a COVID thing in my mind. It was a normal. Um, we need to let Alexis know because she's a fucking hypochondriac. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, he would have told me this three years ago, too. Yeah. He would have been like, hey, I just want to give you a heads up. There is someone sick here because you have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. Like and and not in a shitty way, but in a respectful way of like, I'm aware that you have trouble with this. 
and I want I don't want you to be caught off guard. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And and I handled it in this uh, in the same situation with this as I have in the past, where I said, let's see how it looks. Like as as that is approaching, if it gets worse and it does feel like it's going to be a bad situation, then I'll postpone the trip or I don't know, whatever. But like more than likely, it's going to be fine. I really think. But yeah, I, I've been living it with this for like years, you yeah. know? Yeah. I was going to say, I, I, I'm really thankful for the men that you grew up with, because I know that with everything that we discuss and all the stories that we see on the news and everything going on, it's real easy to just fucking hate dudes. I yeah, mean, yeah, it's super it easy. But, you know, between your brother and your father, you've had yeah. some really good male figures in your life, your entire life. Yeah. And I'm sure. I'm glad of that because it's made you who you are today. Yeah, I actually would argue I've probably had more positive male influences in my life than female like off of sheer numbers alone yeah. but yeah um for sure my grandfather is also a really really good person a sensitive person and my brother is the way that he is because of my father who is technically his stepfather and but you know like is basically like a dad to him and his grandfather is who i don't know as well because that's on his father's side but is like apparently a, a very good dude and I, i've met him like i you know i know him a little bit but not not super well uh because that's just a side i i don't know that side of the family for him there was that separation it's not like there's not a buddy buddy situation involved with uh his the you know the other parents in their family so to speak but they were always really nice to me and really good people. So yeah, I did have those positive influences. I don't, I actually, I end up finding better men and more sensitive men in my life than a lot of other women that I know, which I'm sure must be very frustrating to the straight women out there that are <laughs> trying to find a guy that's really good. And I'm always like, well, shit, all of the ones that I know are paired up already. Well, you know, the last, the last one that I had that was single was was Eric of Turtle Soup, you know, and yeah. now he's happily married and you know found his person. So you know, I I can't otherwise I'd be like shit. I'll set you up with him or whatever because you know they're usually dating assholes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I tend to to find the good guys or whatever, and and I'm like I will keep you. Oh, shout out to Turtle Soup. <laughs> um. Yeah, my <laughs> my situation, and this this might have something to do with why we gel so well as a as a duo. My situation was the complete opposite. I grew yeah, up yeah. with nothing but women in my life. My mom. Had, that is, by the way, a huge theory that I have for the making <laughs> of the best men. Most men that I know who are great men have patriarchal situations, yeah. like heavily. Yeah. Um, or matriarchal, right? Am I saying Matriarchal. that wrong? Okay. Apologies. Yeah. No, no, I, I get confused too. That's why I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. I just, uh, yeah. No. Fucking patriarchy. <laughs> God damn it. They get yeah. name dropped the most. So yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they get all the credit. <laughs> but my mom had 12 siblings, only three of which were guys. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then my dad has four sisters. And then mm -hmm. for the majority of my time growing up, with with all my video game and, and skateboarding shenanigans and all that business, 
it was with uh, my two girl cousins. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean. Yeah, my, my closest cousins were girls, um, and one of them was a tomboy. Yeah. So we definitely had, like, that, you know, play play in the mud situation, too. <laughs> yeah, it's just there wasn't as, as great a divide growing up yeah. between boys and girls, you know, mm-hmm. as far as, like, oh, guys have to do this and girls have to do this. It was like, yeah, it was being thrust upon us uh, by the toy industry at the time. They were, they were ramping that up. Yeah. But at the time, it was just like, we're all kids. We're going to just play. Man, this is what we do. We, we pretend. And if I got to ride a, a, a pink Barbie skateboard, then by gosh, I'm yeah. going to ride a pink Barbie skateboard. I don't get It's interesting when we get into these discussions now when we're talking about gender. And I'm like, I didn't feel that push. Yeah. Like, I, I felt like, you know, my mother really wanted me to wear dresses and stuff like that. But I didn't, you know, I, I wore like lots of boys clothes when I was a kid and I wore lots of girls clothes. I wore like, you know, princess pajamas and stuff like that. I was, you know, happy with, you know, stuff from Mulan or whatever. Like I, (laughs) and then I had, you know, girly things and, and boy, quote unquote boy things. I I don't remember there being a really big issue with gendered stuff. Um, Gendered stuff existed, of course. There was a boys section and girls section of clothing, but I don't remember it being like uh, that big of a deal. I don't know if that was just because I grew up in the 90s and things were a little bit more lax and then it got stricter again. I, I, I don't know. I don't have kids now, so I don't know how things are or have been in the past few years. I know when I've bought things for my nieces and nephew, I have not even given second thought to the gender of it i've just bought them adorable shit like (laughs) you know i'm like look at these monkey this monkey onesie this baby needs this monkey onesie and that's what's (laughs) happening you know that's what it's been yeah yeah there was um and I, i i bring up this show every now and then but i still like it for what it was adam ruins everything on true tv uh yeah yeah It's a great show, and there's one episode where he does kind of break down um, the marketing of certain uh, items to boys and girls growing up. And he really concentrates on video games because Adam Conover is a a big-time gamer. He does streaming and stuff like that. But he talks about the Nintendo uh, ad campaign and how it was just just driving the point home like hey this is a dude thing and this is for boys and everything like that and it's so weird because nintendo games seem to be the most unisex of the video games you know yeah i'd agree with that yeah like hey mario is for everyone exactly but of course all the marketing uh from the from the mid 80s on basically has shown dudes playing video games trying to save a girl you know or or uh, eschewing or eschewing uh, rather uh, time with women so they can play video games with the boys and stuff like that. Like that's always been part of the marketing strategy. But when it comes to the games themselves, you know, they didn't really start having that infused into them until like, you know, the guy game, Leisure Suit Larry, all that sort of stuff. It, it's, it's just so odd to me why they would want to like alienate half of the potential market by saying this is just for boys, but apparently, you know, their research led to that. Agreed. I will say that there is something to the stereotype of the guy ignoring the girl for video games. Okay. 
I have seen that happen. Um, I think that's just a problem that would exist no matter what the hobby is. Yeah. Um, it's just a guy who is not respecting his girlfriend. Exactly. Um, and that would exist across the board. It doesn't matter that it's video games, but video games are such a big deal with our culture and our generation that, you know, it happens to be the thing of like, I can see why there are some women, you know, especially straight women who go, I don't want to deal with a gamer because they've had bad experiences or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I understand why they kind of put up their guard against that. I would say you need to evaluate it person by person, <laughs> like, right. because everyone is is different and it's not right to to lump someone in that way. But I do understand that. Like, that's my only my only like. Okay, yeah, that's a stereotype, but I have seen that happen. Yeah, unfortunately, there's there's some truth to it, you know. Yeah. Um, I I think the more modern aspect of it now is just people ignoring one another for their phones in general. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And that that is unisex. Everybody does that. Absolutely. Know, to yeah, certain degrees. I don't. I don't like touching my phone when I'm on a date or whatever. I won't mess with my phone on a date. And if someone can't be with me without being on their phone, that's a problem. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, and I will say that is, I am not a person who's like, Oh, I'm never on my phone. I'm on my phone a fucking lot. <laughs> I'm on my phone too much. Just like all of us are, yeah. especially during the pandemic. However, I, my ideal situation is we yes we can sit together and be on the phone together friends relationship whatever but we don't have to we can also just toss those away and talk about something for hours and not even think about our phones Mm -hmm. you know yeah so if you can't do both of those things like that that sucks like that's a red flag in my opinion. Yeah, and you know what? I, I you really drove the point home because yeah, it, it it is true that sometimes you know you are feeling a little anxious and you want to pick up your phone just out of habit and just kind of glance yeah. at it, see what's going on, or you know if if somebody you know is going through something hard, you want to make sure you're not just tuning them out too. Yes. Um, but in that situation, I will tell someone. That's yeah, exactly. If it's a D, I will say, hey. I need to check my phone every once in a while to make sure my buddy, like if it's you, like my buddy Matt is dealing with something. I got to make sure he's okay. I am doing it just for that. I'm focused on you though. Like I am, I'm here. Right. Right. And I think it's that, that it's just it, like everything, like everything it is communication. That That's is just it. Yeah. I mean, how many, how many sitcoms, how many dramas would just fall apart in the first 10 minutes? If the characters just talk to each other, we were watching Lucifer earlier today mm-hmm. and, Every single conversation that these characters have with one another, there's an aspect where one is going to tell someone the truth, and then before they can get the last word out of their mouth, they go, no, no, I get it. I'll just go away and do this other thing. And they're, like, calling after them. No, you don't understand. I meant, oh. Oh, but baby girl, we are good communicators. (laughs) We are good communicators. And most people are not. And they get freaked out by how good of communicators we are. That's true. That is what I've learned. That's true. We have a skill that, unfortunately, not a lot of people can meet it. Um, I think that's why one of the reasons why I'm bad at dating, because most people are not at my level <laughs> of honesty and communication. They're just not there yet. Well, Maybe 
Them never will be. There's that. But there's also the fact that some people feed off of that. You know, just that mystery a little bit. Some people feed off of that, uh, that confusion and it's not, it's not great. I long to be hot and mysterious, but I will not shut the fuck up, unfortunately. <laughs> My dream would be to be a mystery, cool, like a Jess Mariano type, but a, a lesbian version. The, the people who know that reference know that reference, but like, the truth is, I'm Lorelai Gilmore, who will not shut the fuck up. I talk <laughs> so much. I talk about everything. You fit 20, you fit 20 minutes of dialogue in 10 minutes. That's how I deal with my anxiety and my problems and my neuroses is I communicate <laughs> them. And unfortunately, it takes special types of people to be friends with me, to be in a relationship with me, to be whatever with me. Family members. And I like I understand it can be annoying like I do. And I try to keep the annoying part to a minimum. But, you know, sometimes it's just going to cross over. Yeah, I mean, it does. You know, I, I understand that I'm not for everybody either. But, man, yeah, you know, when yeah. you find the people who you do gel with, then it's really just like it's all right. It's great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I find them, I lock them down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I have locked down many uh, great friendships, you know. <laughs> so I, uh, I get it. I'm like, I, you're you're one of my people. I appreciate you, it. You have to deal with it. Like, <laughs> that's basically how I present it. I'm like, you're in it now, bud. <laughs> the other night I was messaging you and I was like, listen, I'm high. <laughs> and uh i really want this tea and i'm gonna forget if i don't message you yes apparently that was very important to me and it i was, was like i need to tell you remind me bye it like, was great <laughs> was... it was great i did something similar the day before so yes, you... it's a two-way street i totally understand yeah, yeah yeah and i read it the next day and i was like were you high yeah. and you were like no i'm like that is such a high thought and i totally <laughs> understand so yeah uh shit i guess we should get to the notes we we didn't have that many this week so this is actually good that we uh (laughs) yeah we just were were foddering um (laughs) okay the big big news of the week is that universal is reportedly (laughs) they want to do a a crossover between the fast and furious franchise and jurassic world that sounds like a dream this I fuck now I got it. There's one caveat like, OK, while this sounds amazing, while yeah. we have posited many times, what is what are they going to do? What are, We've asked this question. What are they going to do with the Fast and the Furious for the next one? Are they going to go to space? Are they going to go back in time they're doing in this new one? Right. Which we we really they've hinted at it in the previews. I'm excited. Um We'll see what happens. It's going to be a farce, but we're ready for this farce. Basically, Fast and the Furious is the Saints Row of movies. And if they go to the Jurassic <laughs> Park Island. Oh man. What? Come on. I mean it would have to be Jurassic World at this point, right? What if it is yeah, yeah. It what is. if these <laughs> What if there's not even any type of, oh, we need to go to this other dimension sort of thing? What if just these have both been happening concurrently? And that's why nobody gives a fuck about, like, these high-speed shenanigans 
yeah. that Dom and his family get into because there's fucking dinosaurs on the other side of the planet. So yeah, go ahead and steal these DVD players. We'll we'll get over it. We we got dinosaurs over here. We gotta take care of this now. I God. <laughs> I I just I don't know how you would do it. Yep. I kind of want to see it in the way that like I'm I'm there's morbid curiosity involved for sure. <laughs> I I'm not we have talked I'm not a Fantastic Four or Fantastic Four <laughs> Fast <laughs> and Furious person. I don't know why I said Fantastic Four. Um, I'm not a Fast and Furious person that that's not really my type of thing. I'm not as into cars as everyone. So it's like, it, it's just, it's not going to really sell me. Yeah. Um, I love Jurassic park. I like some of the sequels, including the new ones. Don't love them. Uh, so yeah, sure. I mean, I, I mean, I feel like it would be really funny if this happens. Yeah. For you and I to indulge in something <laughs> and then watch it on our Patreon Man, and then stream that. That'd be fresh. Like, everybody, and I, you know, this is like I always say, everybody has their own type of stupid that we enjoy. Yes, you know? 100%. Yeah, like, I enjoy Mortal Kombat. I know it's a farce. I know it's ridiculous that they want to spell everything with a cuss sound starting with a K. I get it. It's dumb, but it's my kind of dumb. Just like Jurassic Park is your kind of dumb. It's dumb. But Jurassic Park is not dumb. Look. The original <laughs> Jurassic Park? The original Jurassic Park? Yes. You're wait, wait, okay. wait, wait. You think the original Jurassic Park is dumb? You in take... like the fast and furious sense of dumb? Alright. You're out of your fucking mind, that bud. Cigarette alone you check yourself hanging out of sam jackson's mouth the fact that it never fell out those physics don't exist on earth that alone right there goes to show you i mean the, the dinosaurs too cigarette yeah. never fell out of his mouth yes but but <laughs> i will hold that joint in my mouth while i'm talking to you and you'll fucking see that i will not drop it I mean, it was like follow the bouncing ball. That thing was just up and down and up and down. It was crazy, man. It was crazy. Those physics don't it's exist on Jackson, Earth. First of all, he's on another level. He's, so I don't know why you're questioning him. Yes, I, yes, he is. Honestly, I'm offended. So, like, if you want to say Armageddon <laughs> is on the same level as, like, Fast and the Furious, okay. I totally get that. I'm uh, a little bit fucking offended by Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park was directed by Steven Spielberg. It was. <laughs> Um, so was um you know what this comes back to this comes back to you never forgiving him for et I knew. and you're taking your fucking <laughs> hatred out on jurassic park jurassic park <sighs> look he directed a lot of things all right ready he did. and ready they're not all one. good they're not all good <laughs> <laughs> Most, especially the recent stuff not yeah, all good not all he's good. also directed some of the greatest films of all time i would argue jurassic park being one of the best action movies of all time and right that's like fair. it's a good movie it's just dumb i i am a hundred percent behind I, you it's a good movie oh my god <laughs> <laughs> why is it dumb though because, because it's dinosaurs in modern times they're brought back with pseudoscience. 
Wait, okay. Because I... a guy found a mosquito? I, you, you don't, okay. <laughs> You're going to compare. Okay, I, I... never mind. I'm with you, this no, is... come on, bring it. This is insane. I just, I think, <coughs> I think that the premise of Jurassic Park is more grounded than, like, the Fast and Furious franchise. So, you want to go on record. And say yeah. that the movie where we resurrect dinosaurs yes. is more realistic than the car chase movies. Then ludicrous going into fucking space in a car? We don't know that yet. We don't and okay. and and Elon Musk sent a car to space just last year. It was at the year before last. I don't know. It, Time sucks. It wasn't, it wasn't fucking ludicrous just sitting in the car with Maybe like, ludicrous oh, let's was hit busy. the NOS. Maybe ludicrous was occupied at the time. All right. Ugh. He's a busy man. more accurate comparison would be like I just brought up like an Armageddon like they're sending <laughs> Armageddon one of my favorite speaking of Ben Affleck guys yes, yes. which yeah um, one of my favorite things is the Ben Affleck commentary on the Armageddon DVDs or whatever mm. and he, he said he was talking to Michael Bay and he said hey hey Michael why don't we uh He's like, I don't really understand. Why wouldn't you – wouldn't it be easier to teach the guys who are going to space, who have trained to be astronauts, <laughs> how to use a drill? Wouldn't it be easier to teach them how to use a drill than it would be to teach these guys how to become astronauts? And he said – Michael just went, shut the fuck up, Ben. <laughs> Which truly encapsulates Michael Bay's entire – style and personality no, but listen, I, like <laughs> there's got to be a podcast there's got to be something out there this is an untapped market if it doesn't exist because i would totally be on board for this we need a podcast or a, a vlog or something of people reviewing commentary tracks from dvds and special editions oh that, wow yeah because there have been some amazing commentary tracks that have just been lost to time because nobody buys physical media anymore you yeah, know? and I'm such a bunker person that I would definitely be good for something like that. Like, I know that near the end of the popularity, like, uh, during the downslide of, of Blu-rays and everything, you know, when yeah. people were going mostly digital, um, <clears throat> people like Dan Harmon were having fun with commentary tracks, so they would just invite celebrities on to commentary tracks yeah. for Rick and Morty that had nothing to do with the episode at all. He just wanted to chat with them. Yeah. So, I want to know. Is there a review show for these commentary tracks? So there are certain ones that we know to look out for, to seek out. Because that, your anecdote right there, makes me want to go back and listen to that entire commentary track just to hear that moment. Yeah, Ben Affleck, from what I remember of that commentary track, he was like, this movie's fucking stupid. <laughs> he was not, you know, he, yeah. he had no problem pointing out I'm sure you can at least find clips of it on on uh, YouTube. But, yeah, he would just point out, like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> but he got paid, and he did it. He was good in it, you know? Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's the... Speaking the... of Benefer, guys. Uh-oh. Did it, did it, did it, did it, did it. 
Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are, quote, this is from People, are starting to talk about their future. Mm-mm. Source says this is not a casual relationship. They are taking it seriously and want it to be long-lasting. I'm telling you guys, Benefer will lock it down. They're getting married. I'm calling it now. I'm calling the shot. I'm calling look, it. Look, we have... And blessed, I am here for it. I'm rooting for it. We have blessed many a relationship by even bringing them up on the show. Look at Kat Dennings and Andrew W.K. They may be married. We don't know. They might be married right now, by the way, guys. They have ring. He has a ring on, which makes me go, okay, he either forgot to take his wedding ring off, and this has been a whole cruise because he was married before. Yeah. Or they got married already. How far do you think he'd commit to the bit? Like, well, people think we're married. Sorry, dear. Guess I got to go marry Kat Dennings and take pictures for Instagram to keep my career afloat. Womp womp. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't think he'd actually marry her, for but them faking it. Yeah. I feel like if it, if this was fake, we'll find out within like the next month or two because he's doing this tour, right? He's promoting a new thing, new album, mm-hmm. I guess, something mm-hmm. like that. So we'll find out then. I would just I love to be on the on the other side of this conversation if it was a fake. Just like, look, babe, I love you, yeah, but I. Uh... I got to go make out with Kat Denning for a few months and just yeah. pop up on her Instagram and, you know, maybe be seen out in public holding hands At with her. At this point, it's been go like this bit or whatever has been going on for so long. It probably isn't, but right. I still get weird vibes from it personally. <laughs> They're just two quirky people who are in love. That's all. Yeah, but have you gone through his Insta stories from time to time? They're yeah, creepy. I don't follow are, him. They are yeah. creepy. He's but a, I, I check in on it. Like when she links back to him and I'm like, what? Okay. There's something with him, man. We're going to learn something about him years from now. And we're going to be like, wow, we all should have seen it. The clues are all there. <laughs> but Probably. You yeah. know, in the, in, in the great spirit of just minding your own fucking business, it's like, all right. Andrew WK is doing his thing. See ya. Yeah, sure. They're they're together. <laughs> I guess they are getting married. Okay. Yeah. Enjoy. See you guys. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess we should bring this up too. I mean, the the Fast and the Furious news is important. Yeah. However, um, something that has been in discussion since our last episode and has actually come to fruition, uh, Warner Media and Discovery have merged. Oh. I didn't yes, hear about that. Yes, and now are known as Warner Brothers Discovery. So they put oh. they put the Bros back in Warner Bros. And this is this is I, the first time I in don't a long like time. that, but okay. Yeah, their logo looks like super basic weak shit too. Um, but their tagline is the stuff that dreams are made of. Hey now, hey now. Okay. Yeah, so that's a, that's a good tagline. I like that because of course it's. A reference to the Warner Brothers film Casablanca from many, many years ago. I think it's like, what, 41? Something like that. Um, so that tracks. That's cool. But the shield is gone, and they just have these big gold letters that say Warner Bros. Discovery. So it doesn't really doesn't really speak to the whole Discovery Channel aspect of everything, but... Also, the Discovery Channel is not a big enough brand, not a bigger ban- brand than Warner Brothers. Just... Yeah. Have Warner Brothers stay. Just the call brand. it, yeah. Just have Warner Brothers eat Discovery. They don't need yeah. billing up there. Um, so yeah, so that means all the the Turner networks, um, of course, uh, Cartoon Network, 
Discovery Channel, HBO Max, all that stuff is now part of Warner Bros. Discovery. That's crazy. It is. But here these we mergers are. are out of control, but that's a whole other discussion yeah. for another time. Who's Amazon? Amazon's buying MGM. That's the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I don't know if that's completely gone through yet, but that's pretty much going to happen. Yeah. 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 So They're Amazon... not going to shit about it, even though Amazon should, I mean, just like Disney, they need to have regulations put on them, but they're not going to do anything. Right. This is just like the whole banks uh, scenario, you know, everybody merging and, and all that stuff. We're going to have like three brands. You know, we, we came from having three networks with ABC, NBC, and CBS. We're going to get back to that with these huge conglomerates just owning everything you've ever loved and been entertained by. Yeah. Ominous. <laughs> We are optimists. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> so that's oh, that's the big news, the the big fucking Megazord news happening right now. Um, we both bought bear stories to the table. We did. Mine is just funny because this is not far from me. It's within like an hour of me. Um, there's a bear <laughs> loose. <laughs> <laughs> The, they shut down a park Shit. near near me because there's a black bear just loose. Damn. The the Florida Fish and Wildlife Commission um <laughs> they've told citizens to avoid the park and not lose can <laughs> lose your cool if you see the black bear. Mm. Uh don't move toward it. No. It says if encountered at a close range you should remain standing upright. Speak to the bear in a calm and asserting voice. Mm. Slowly back up toward a secure area, leaving the bear a clear escape route. Avoid direct eye contact. Stop and hold your ground if your movement appears to irritate rather than calm the bear. Do not make any sudden movements. Run, play dead. Climb a tree or approach or surprise a bear. All right. So basically... If I run into one of these bears, I'm going to be doing my best Keith David impression. Uh, You know, Keith David of Gargoyles, of course. Yeah. Uh, You know, just look him dead in the eyes. Look here, player. Now, you and I can do this one or two ways. It says avoid eye contact. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I'll just look at him like he's short. Look him up and down. Just, you know, this will not stand. Yeah. You basically, like, stand upright and avoid eye contact. Anyway, that's like an hour from me. Yikes. And there's a a bear loose. (laughs) So what else is new in Florida? I fucking hate it here, bud. Shit. Yeah. All right. What is your bear story? Meanwhile, on the other side of the country, yeah, seventeen-year-old girl shoved a bear off of a fence to protect her dogs in a viral video. I that, love her. That shocked her whole family. You've seen this video, yes? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. So let me let me let me set the spread for you here. So basically, there's a girl who uh, lives in California. And she let her dogs out on their on their back pool area. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, a brown bear and its two cubs come strolling across their mm-hmm. their brick fence, just balancing kind of on the fence. So these Oh, I'm watching it now. Yeah, oh wow. These three yeah. dogs, two little dogs and one big dog. No, I'm sorry, four dogs now. They come up and they're barking at this bear. And the bear is Which, being protective because the bear has his cubs with the it. The babies, yeah. Yeah, so... <gasps> oh, God. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah. So what you're seeing now basically is this 17-year-old girl sees her dogs in peril. 
and her fight or flight kicks in and she goes to fight mode and she oh. pushes this brown bear off of this fence to a to a lower wow. part. And the bear's like Was so she shocked. injured at all? She said she sprained her finger. That's it. Oh wow. Okay. I thought she'd get a scratch on her or something. No. Good for her. So this dog the one of the little dogs is about to be picked up by the bear, so she snatches the dog away. She <laughs> She's on some Dorothy of Oz shit right here, man. She's got on this blue dress and she's like grabbed the dog and just booked it. Oh, man. I don't know who this girl is, but she deserves an award for uh, humanitarian action here because she completely defended her entire pack. And yeah, all the dogs are safe. Good. I'm yeah. glad. And I'm glad she's okay, too. Yeah. But if you like, like you said, and, if I'm you, glad, and I'm also glad the bear's okay. The bear just kind of fell. Yeah. He's like, kind of dazed. Like, what? Yeah. Oh. Like, it was just a bear wandering with its little baby cubs. Yeah. And it looked like mama bear and baby cubs were all safe. That's mm. good. They just were in the, it was all wrong place, wrong time. Right. So, you know, just looking, looking for some picnic baskets. That's all, you know? Yeah. A picnic basket. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Oh, no, man. I hadn't seen that, so. Yeah. I, and honestly, I would have avoided it. I tend to avoid videos like this. Right. Because I worry it's going to be bad, and I just can't. I can't. So. That's the thing. They got to be from a trusted source. Like, if you sent me this video and I read the description, I'd know that everybody was okay in the end. Because you wouldn't, yeah. like, send me gore. But I have right. had friends in the past who will be like, dude, this is sick. You got to see, you know, bros. And I'm like, I'm yeah. not fucking doing that. I'm not yeah. clicking on that. Leave me alone. Like, no, no. I, uh, no. I don't want to see somebody you. get injured. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. There was a guy at my job who used to, like, talk about faces of death and shit like that. Like, man, I don't. No. That doesn't that doesn't appeal to me. I don't want to see Same. somebody just fucking die, you know? <sighs> No. I want to see people survive. I want to see heroes. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. The same way. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we had bear-related wall of weird. Yes, we did. Wall of bear, weird. Bears, bears on the loose. <laughs> bears on the loose edition. Yeah. Yes, yes. I guess that's it for us, man. Yeah, <laughs> I think it. that pretty much covers it this week. This counts as a show. With some ramblings. Word. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> but it's good. It's cathartic. We hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as well. If you want more of this tomfoolery, follow us on the social medias at Lex and Matt across the board. We do yep. stuff on Instagram, etc. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought I heard you interject. I'm like, let me stop. No, I said, yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> you were on a roll. I yeah. messed it up. No, it's all good. It's all good. We'll get back on track. So, yeah, Instagram, Twitter. TikTok question mark? Come check it out. There's lots of stuff going on. Yeah, we are going to start doing TikTok, I think. Mm-hmm. We have it. We're working on ideas. Right. We haven't started making stuff yet. <laughs> It'll be at least another week before that starts happening. Yeah. Now that release. now that you're actually going places and yeah. you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> you know, it's gonna yeah. it's gonna like get those creative juices flowing a little bit, I'm sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Let's say, yeah, that'll happen. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Look at us. Uh-huh. So, all right. We talked about our stuff we're doing at the beginning of the show. So, yeah. 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 We got that. All right, folks. I guess that's it for this week. Um, You got anything else, Lex? No, I don't think so. Cool. All right. Well, I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. 
and be excellent to each other.